0: To get on my soapbox for a second yeah. because I just turned 45, I think what 45 years of knowledge and wisdom and experience has given me is the gift to know that everything is a season. Mm. The hardest moments of your life, those are a season. If you're trying to pursue a business and you're super passionate about it and it's hard and you're grinding, it's just a season. There will come a season where maybe you don't have that same passion. Maybe your priorities have shifted and now you wanna focus on being a mom or starting a family or making more money. And so for me, if I could gift the listeners with any advice, um, it would be everything's a season and nothing is concrete. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly.
1: And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie.
0: And I'm Janelle.
1: And we're the Copelands.
0: We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship.
1: And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget, being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff.
0: (laughs) So, if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So, get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland.
1: Hello, and I'm Edward Copeland. I'm participating in the... Um,
0: oh God. every single every time. Every single time. Anyways, this Ooh. is episode number 199, which is almost...
1: At 200. <laughs>
0: I'm kind of proud of that. yeah. what a good, good go. Good job us. Jesus
1: got that mom mentality like mm. you know, in it to win it. Okay. yeah, so all day long.
0: People ask all the time, you know, I think I want to start a podcast and the biggest advice I can give to someone that wants to start a podcast is come up with 50 episodes. Mm. You need 50 titles. you need mm. to know who you're speaking to. You need to know why people will tune in. I know everyone thinks that their life is super entertaining. But people want more than just entertainment. And so I think the podcast has to have some like meat to it. Right. So for us, push is about pushing through, seeing different perspectives, pushing through different seasons, which brings us to today's episode of like we're upon an end of a season. Yeah beginning of new seasons it's like kind of like the kardashian season two but we're the copeland season two perhaps
1: right Right.
0: so we decided episode 199 is going to be the end of the first season of the push podcast (laughs) that's a
1: long season that's like three and a half years of a season that is the best episodic show whatever how you want to call it ever to get 200 episodes and uh, they're all
0: available for you to binge (laughs) um and so starting at episode 200 we're going to be introducing some new things and doing some things different and we're looking for your insight and your opinions and your topics and things that you want us to talk about but this is a Personal development podcast designed to have difficult conversations to help us all level up mm. in different stages and areas of our life. Right. right? So right. we need your help. So let us know what you want season two to look like, the next two hundred <laughs> episodes. Because we're gonna keep going. Cause you like this, right? Yes, I love it. Okay. Um before we dive into today's episode about the season ending, I uh do you have a what in the world?
1: Yeah, I do. Okay. It, but it relates to this this episode. So Okay.
0: So should I go first? You should go first. Um, I have an issue with low talkers. Okay. (laughs) Very low talkers. And I'll give you a couple of examples. We ate at a restaurant recently and the bartender was doing his thing, you know, doing drinks, multitasking, telling us about the menu. He refused to use a voice that would have warranted The atmosphere, Mm. meaning like you're in a bar, there's music on, there's people shouting out drink orders. It's just like a really, you know, robust situation. Right. And he was like, yeah, so what we have on special today. And he's just like not leaning in. He's just multitasking, making his drinks. And literally at 35 seconds in, I was like, I have no clue what he is saying.
1: Right.
0: You had, I knew if I couldn't hear him, you didn't hear him at all. You guys, he kept going for a solid three minutes. And And so when I realized what he was doing, because I had the menu in front of me, we told him it was our first time. He took it upon himself to start with the starter. No, he started with the cocktails. Then he went into the category of the starters. He went into the category of, you know, the pastas into the category of the pizza. And this was
1: important information, by the way,
0: important information. But all I heard, like by the third category, I was like, oh oh, he's telling us his favorite thing in each category. Right. But we couldn't hear anything other than, like, I heard prosciutto. I I know that I heard that. So then I would, like, look for it on the menu, and I didn't want to take my eyes off of his mouth. And I was like, he's not following my, like, cues to see that I have no clue what he's saying. So I'm just going to, at this point, pretend. And I watched you just act like you knew exactly (laughs) what he was saying. And then as soon as he was done, he goes, so let me know if you guys have any questions, okay? And we didn't—we barely heard that. Right. But I knew it was over because he walked away. And you literally turned to me and said, that was sheer entertainment. <laughs> I have no clue what he said. Not at all.
1: Wait, the entertainment part came because he was making drinks.
0: Right, multitasking.
1: While speaking to us. About whatever he was, right. he could have been. He literally could have been telling us today's news. Right. He could have been saying, you know, so and so is running yeah. for president. Right. You know, there was a a wonderful thing that he happened said, in Moscow. You know, like, my <laughs>
0: daughter celebrated her birthday last night. He could you have know, been said,
1: someone anything. Shit in the cake.
0: I mean, literally. He could have <laughs> said whatever he wanted, and Eddie was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you literally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, because I, I, I was I, trying to follow at along. some point. You. 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 you I think we said. What did you say? Maybe once, maybe twice, Uh and he repeated. And then he never he never changed his volume. Mm -hmm. And this place was loud. Right. Right. And it was was loud. It was loud. It was a great. He was great. And whatever he was saying was fantastic. Oh, he had a great presentation, I
0: imagine. Yeah, but I had no clue. But I kept leaning over, like trying to, like, I was like, why am I doing all the physical work here, right? Right. So that reminded me of when he walked away. We laughed about it. We got a good kick. And then we were like, okay, let's study the menu. (laughs) Because I I remember him saying mozzarella. So then I found it on the menu. Anyways, it was funny. And then I go, remember that time we walked into the restaurant and I asked the hostess before we sit down, do you have a restroom? You know, can you guide me to the restroom? And she literally went like this. She was like, oh yeah, the restroom is, it's over here. So she turns around and she's showing me with her physical, you know, her fingers and stuff pointing it out. But her explanation, (laughs) vocal voice also went with the direction she was facing So then she turned around and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything you said. Why? Because she was shouting it towards the restroom, right? So she did it again. She turned around and she goes, oh yeah, the restroom's over here, blah, 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 blah. She's saying all this stuff while she's away from, you know, looking at me. So then I had to, the third time I said, I'm sorry, every single time you turn around, I can't hear you. So I have no clue. She goes, oh, okay, so you're going to go left behind me. I was like, how does she not know that? Like literally it's so loud in here. So that's my one in the world is if you are a hostess um anyone who's giving instructions providing Or you, if you are a hu-
1: of- if you are a human being <laughs> communicating with other people Yeah uh, the, the the big thing is is uh, all seriousness like pay attention to body language mm-hmm. and I think because the gentleman was multitasking yeah. he wasn't paying attention to the fact that we were leaning over uh-huh. like our our, t- our, our table to trying to hear him Yeah Right, and he never changed. He never adjusted to that sign. Yeah, but there are so many people. By the way, great service, great service. Oh, hey, hey, you know, we love the restaurant. We love the. the, He was fantastic. Mm -hmm. He just didn't adjust. But I I find myself interacting with people who have very little awareness of like social cues, Mm -hmm. and it's almost one of those things where it's just like, what are you paying attention to, mm-hmm. right? Are you only paying attention to what you're saying, but are you like- Are you like,
0: paying attention to the words that are coming out of right, my mouth?
1: Right, <laughs> right, because they're, they're like, when you think about whether you're in an interview, whether you're meeting someone new, you should be able to pick up on right. whether the person is lost interest in what you're saying mm-hmm. or can't hear you yeah. or like so whatever. The,
0: yeah, Social social cues.
1: Those are super important, yeah. right? Are, are th- is that something that I know that that's not something taught? Yeah, but it's something I think we should all, as human beings, intuitively understand. Well, right? I mean,
0: maybe that's something we add to the parenting list. <laughs> like, you have to teach your kids social cues. Like, and I think that's important. You know, hey, if you ever pay attention and someone you're you're telling a story and someone looks confused or they look like they're not paying attention, take it as a sign to either practice more brevity, speed it up, right. or ask them like, you know, do you have something to do? Like. I'm really good at social cues. I'd be like, oh, you seem kind of distracted is now not a good time. Right. I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they go, oh, no, sorry. I hate when (sighs) someone's like, I'm sharing a story and someone's like checking their phone and they're like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll wait. I go, oh, I'll wait until you're done. (laughs)
1: Because
0: I can feel that you're not paying attention to me, Right, right. And I have some friends that are like, oh, I was just checking the score of the game. In the middle of my story? What? But so okay. and the thing and is, then I just and, go, okay. And I'm in done a, talking. In a
1: tough thing, and in a professional environment, so many people use their phone now for notes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, they they are listening. But I will say that, then,
0: just so you know, I'm taking notes because what you're right. saying, I don't want to forget. Right. it. That's another social cue. I'm giving right. you the ability to know that I'm not being rude. Like I want to take notes, right? So
1: that brings that makes me think about something that is another what in the world that I have. Okay, right that. Is recognition for myself and understanding social cues. Okay. Right. I'm so, following your social cue right. <laughs> right now,
0: and it's now your turn to speak. <laughs> go
1: ahead. So we celebrated your birthday mm-hmm. yesterday. Oh my right? goodness! And And so, um, this is an un- this is a story about understanding when something is a sing along or a solo. Okay. Right.
0: Wait. Can I? say? So, I have something to okay, say, teacher. Go- <laughs> Um, Eddie has a really big problem. <gasps> problem? You do with people singing "Happy Birthday" to you.
1: Well, I've explained this. I think I may have said this on. Yeah, but for but, those that haven't uh, listened to right, all 197
0: right. I, yeah, episodes, right? You have a problem when people sing "Happy Birthday." It makes you really uncomfortable, and he makes it really uncomfortable for the people singing to him. You yeah, guys. yeah. So he will revenge. make awkward eye contact with you. While you're singing to him because he feels as though he's being attacked. Like you're well, here's singing the thing. at him.
1: Exactly. And so everyone knows that hap- the happy birthday song is a singing at you song. It's mm-hmm. not a sing along. sing along. Right? No one who is, it's their birthday, sings along. Right? If so you do,
0: that's weird. Don't yeah. do
1: it. And I may start doing that so people feel awkward. but. <laughs> The problem is, is when people sing at you for a happy birthday, they make eye contact. And yeah. every single person at your gathering is making this weird eye contact with you, Smiley. singing at you. Uh-huh. Like with so much birthday. happy birthday to. And they do their things with their head. And so Eddie does this. And so then I go back to him. I just kind of go, yeah. He see makes how it that feels? so awkward to right? be
0: sung happy birthday to. No
1: too. one on this planet, just like you don't want to be tickled right? Could you imagine like feeling that feeling of people singing happy birthday to you yeah. all day long? No.
0: Nobody would be, wants that. That
1: would drive you crazy. Now, fast forward. Can I, to, can yes, I say something? Yeah.
0: We took a poll about the tickling and it turns out most people do not want to be tickled and they also are violent. Well, the, So you asked the question, yeah. if I say the word tickle, does it make you laugh? People said yes. That's what you would say. If you took a poll right now and said when someone sings happy birthday to you, does it bring you joy? People are gonna say yes. Right. Because but it people, doesn't make doesn't mean it's something they want. You but, don't want that twenty four seven. But here's the problem. People smile.
1: never answer surveys honestly.
0: That is not true.
1: People, t- people answer how they think of themselves.
0: People took the time. Right. Out of their busy day to respond to right. my question, my poll, right. my survey, and Bunch they said, liars. "Janelle, I always choose violence when it comes to tickling. I'm right there with you." But and no so,
1: one, not th- th- hey, you all smile.
0: Okay, let's take you another all poll. all
1: Smile do do when you, you get tickled. And You go stop. You, stop. <laughs> this is another poll.
0: Do you like to be sung "Happy Birthday" to? Because in Eddie's words, you get sang at. Right. It's not. It's not it's sing along. It's something I have. At
1: I have learned that I will live with for the rest of my life, but it is an uncomfortable moment.
0: And where do you look when someone's singing That's happy exactly. birthday? Exactly. When you've got 30 people singing happy birthday, and where people should you look?
1: nervously look at whatever the sweet is that has a candle. So uh-huh. it's, it's a you're cake. Like, oh, and you just kind of like, cake. all right, I'm going to divert my eyes to this, you know, this Cheesecake. object so that I don't have to look at these weird people that I know so very well, well, with these strange eyes, with the smiling song and, (laughs) you know, crazy. So,
0: so I've never shared this sentiment with you. You've never, (laughs) I'm totally fine when people sing happy birthday to me. I'm like, ah, don't sing back with them to yourself. That's weird. Don't do that. But I just kind of take it. And I always think of you and how awkward you make it. So I just like oh whatever look at everything you know whatever yeah, it doesn't yeah. bother me until you, yesterday it bothered me right
1: so Why? yesterday we were we we went to Top Golf right which but I gotta say my wife is getting really good at golf thank you she, yeah I posted I had to post it like hey, you know what she's hitting the ball and right she's and she's hot when she plays golf thank you honey know? nice legs okay I won't get into that but um so we're playing we we're, we're playing Top Golf and they're really nice there yeah. and then so. All of a sudden, they bring out a special guest mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were just finishing hitting a ball, and this person walks up. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was going to give you something, mm-hmm. right? Because like I saw treat. I saw them say, oh, it's her hitting the ball right now. Uh, and so I was like, birthday. oh. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to give her something. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to give us like a – we've been here three times in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give us a – A, a, a som- cheesecake. A, a something, All Right. right? all of a sudden this lady starts to starts to like starts to like create a hymn uh-huh. of the happy birthday song uh-huh. and not and so i started to like think oh we're all going to start singing right. happy birthday so i started singing along <laughs> but then i realized no one else is singing
0: no everyone else did too but she took over so then right. everyone said oh i think she this she is increased not a her song.
1: volume but then the the i don't know the what the musical term is but like her cadence or her, the, whatever she was doing, she was like commanding. It, it, was, a, it was a personalized happy birthday. <laughs> it was like,
0: she was singing to her it's own like, version. It's
1: like when people sing the national anthem and they do their own version. Right. Right. right, right. right. And she did her own version of happy uh-huh. birthday, which I didn't know her version. So then so, everyone <laughs> else stopped so singing. So I stopped too. singing right. and I started filming. But then I realized that she was making like daggered eye contact with you okay that was like i looked at you and you had this uneasy smile on your face like, and like you started making this face and so then i looked at her and she was like dead in your eyes She
0: locked eyes with me happy birthday <laughs> Literally, it was like long drawn out. And I was like, and I could feel that no one else was singing along. And she was like, too. Oh, my God. Look at my eyes. You, you, you. I was like, I "I think she's putting under a trance. I but I couldn't break eye contact with her because it was like sh- I think she was giving me a special gift. It was an of intimate moment,
1: and you can't look away. But
0: there were thirty people around. No, exactly. And everyone just sat there and they were like <laughs> watching this transaction happen between me and her, and everyone equally felt as uncomfortable. hundred percent. I've never in my pro- in my whole life had a problem with the happy birthday song.
1: Yeah, that that happy birthday song went to a whole other level, yeah. and I was like. I was like, oh, my God. And I, remember, I said, oh, oh. And I remember saying, this is a, this is a solo. This is not
0: a sing-along. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is an
1: intimate. Like, you would have thought she knew you for 30 years. Yeah.
0: She also thinks she really shut it down.
1: Oh, yeah. And then she stopped and she said, she waited for you to thank her. <laughs> yeah,
0: she waited. Like, like I said, that was lovely. Thank you so much. And she said, you're welcome. Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, my voice is a gift. I'm literally <laughs> i'm the I'm song i'm the songbird of this generation I am the
0: songbird of this generation so anyways long story to ask you guys like do you enjoy being sung at yeah i've never had a problem with it until, until yesterday yeah
1: now you'll never have another birthday song we got a little bit on film so maybe we'll post it i will say
0: see. shout out to you, kathleen posted my mother-in-law Never fails. Whoever's oh, birthday yeah. it is, she's going to call you first thing in the morning, and she will sing the entire happy birthday
1: song. <laughs> the entire song.
0: Don't cut her off. Don't sing along. Just thank you, mom, so yeah, much. She, she sings the whole song. The to everybody. whole thing. Every, so you just gotta. But there's no awkward eye contact. No, it's, it's just on a voice. Exactly. So I can handle that.
1: But I think it would be awkward if I was singing happy birthday to you solo. Like if yeah, I, I w- was. If it was a happy. That. If I just don't went into. <laughs> If I just started singing my version of happy birthday to you, it would be an awkward thing.
0: It's one of those things where you just sit there and you just wait for them to finish. (laughs) And then you know, regardless of what their voice sounds like, you have to say, that was lovely. Thank you so much. If
1: I did that knowing you, my lovely wife, if Uh I started singing like that, you would just put your hand on my mouth. That's enough. (laughs) That's that, enough. That's enough, you. that's enough. You'd be like, i would like to what? You would run your fingers from the top of my lip to the bottom of my lip, and I'm like, that's enough. Oh, that's enough. And i was like, oh no, no, I haven't got to the good part yet. Oh, no, no, God. no, it's okay, honey. Okay, let's so. dive in.
0: So today we're talking about the end of a season and the newness of potentially a new season. Right. And so that could be many things. Maybe you are like us, where you're becoming an empty nester. I don't know if you guys know, but. This past Tuesday, Jordan, our youngest of three daughters, graduated from high school. Shout out Shout to out. Jordan Copeland. She graduated summa cum laude, which meant she had a 4.0. Yep. And I was like, whoa, do you get a decorative cord for that? So yeah. that was amazing. Um, She just, it was such a fun graduation. Oh, I got to show you guys this.
1: Well, you're going somewhere. Okay, so if you're watching this on the YouTube yeah. channel, so you this got is a the sign
0: uh, you got to see it on Instagram or on YouTube. But I'm holding up a sign of when Jordan Copeland was two years old. She's cheering. She's got a Rastafarian headband on, and this was the photo that we decided to uh, blow up on a huge stick and hold up on signs at her graduation. So she walked past us and we screamed her name. She looked in the stands and she thought it was the most hilarious thing. Yeah. So... Um,
1: and you know what's funny... So make it fun. Yeah, it was funny is that um, that image of Jordan, I think it represents a version of her that was, I think, what makes the actress of her today because she yeah. was... So outgoing. Right, and- now I think, and amongst other people, she's so like like elegant and put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. But... And then with this, so when well, she's with us, she's silly and stuff yeah. like that. But there was a point in time where this girl was like crazy.
0: Yeah. She would do anything, anything yeah.
1: and everything. And she just, you know, and so it was funny that I think her acting teacher said, you need to tap into your younger self. I right. feel like your younger self was more adventurous. Right. And so, but to have that brought back that memory, yeah. which is really So cool. we had a
0: great graduation on uh, Tuesday. We celebrated my, well, we didn't celebrate my birthday, did we? It was on Wednesday.
1: We we very your birthday, and
0: then Wednesday through Saturday, I did all the stuff, made a ton of desserts for the girls' graduation party. And then we had a huge graduation party on Saturday for Jasmine, our oldest, who's getting ready to graduate with her college degree, a B.A. in political science from UC Riverside. Shout out to Jasmine. Well, it
1: was a party for both of them. Right. So
0: we are celebrating Jasmine's upcoming graduation and Jordan's, you know, new graduation because this was the only time that worked for everyone. And so we had this massive party on saturday and about 110 people came we danced all night my feet still hurt and today is monday um and we had a great time yeah i think your feet
1: hurt because you were standing for three days straight making stuff
0: yeah and i had surgery last year and it's just a lot anyways um that was a great party yeah it was and uh so now we're kind of coming to an end of season what's her name? Jordan just finished the season of high school. Jasmine is wrapping up a season of being in college. right? And so what's next for them? Well, we know what Jordan's new season is going to look like. She's going to be going away to college in London uh, to study acting. And then Jasmine's at this kind of weird kind of when you graduate from college, you're educated now. You've been in college for four years. You don't want to be in school anymore. But do I get a big girl job? So she's at this kind of beginning of a new, well, end of her season. And then once she graduates, like what's her season going to look like? And so a couple of pointers I wanted to kind of share is that sometimes people don't know what the next season looks like and that's okay.
1: Well, yeah. And what's interesting is that before you go into, I I think I kind of know where you're going with that, but what's interesting is we were talking about before this, we started recording how 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 a waste of a time it is to ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up right right because if we look back on just jasmine specifically Mm -hmm. and if we go back and think about if we've ever asked them you know what do you want to be when you grow up Mm -hmm. none of that stuff's really relevant anymore Right. right like the well, careers, yeah. some of the thing, the main structures, the things that, that kids are exposed to. Mm-hmm. They're they're exposed to Doctor, firefighters, lawyer. doctors, lawyers, stuff Teacher. like that, teachers, all this stuff. But all the other things that have, that exist now, a lot of those things weren't necessarily jobs then. Right. You know, project managers mm-hmm. and you know and coders and all these different influencers, mm-hmm. all these different things. Um, are now things that I think she's faced with of saying, okay, what direction do I want to go with, Mm -hmm. right? I got formal education. Now I need to get life experience and different things to to better prepare me for whatever I go into.
0: I do think, though, that there's something uh, to be said for when people asked our girls growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, that's fine to use your imagination to think about your future. But what I have found myself kind of preaching to people lately is, You know, kids these days, like they adults, young adults these days, they don't they're not looking forward to having a 40 or 50 year career in whatever they went to school and studied for. Right. And we made it very clear to our kids that we never wanted them to think that life worked that way because in 2023 it doesn't. right? Right. So, for example, Kayla's in her second year of college to become an actor as well. We told her, pursue this because you like this now. It's going to open opportunities to other things. And you can always go back to school. Right. You can always pivot your career. But do this now while you're passionate about it. Get really, really good until it leads you to something else. Mm-hmm. So I think as parents, we have given them the permission to know you're not probably going to be doing this thing for the rest of your life. But lean into it now because it leads to the next thing. Yeah. And so I think the, the question still valid. But I think where you're going with it is, especially with all the new AI and all the new technology advancements, there are jobs that didn't even exist five, 10 years ago. And so we have to be really careful if you're over 40, what you're asking young kids these days is like you need to know that there's a lot of things that they will become and careers they will pursue that were never available to you. 100%. And that doesn't diminish the fact that they want to be influencers or coders or, you know, have a different path than you had. Um, and I think that that's important for adults to know.
1: Yeah. And I think that we all and I know that we, I do this. You run into this trap of old thinking where you are assuming okay i just want you to have certainty and and security so you start to promote getting a job mm-hmm. right instead of like doing things that you did like you know being an entrepreneur right and so i think that those are things that uh, you know it's hard cuz i don't know like what their true passions are only mm-hmm. they know that or what they'll fall into but how do you teach kids or young adults To embrace the entrepreneurship in in them and understand like they can create something, right? This is the day and time where you can use a computer and create an entire business in one day. Yeah. Right?
0: I'll never forget. It was a a few months ago. Jasmine goes, Oh my God, I follow this woman on TikTok and I'm obsessed with her. She's like in her early thirties and she's got these small kids and she owns a bakery in Vegas and she comes up with all these cool (laughs) flavors and she's like in her bakery always doing like, you know, TikToks. And I go, you know, that was me, right? (laughs) Literally what you just said was cool was like, Me in my 30s with the young kids in my bakery trying to figure out social media as she goes, oh, but she thought it was so cool that this lady is doing this. I'm like, that literally was me. You were the kid that was complaining about being in the bakery, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think think stuff like that's really funny. Like she didn't understand maybe because she was too young for that. But now she's looking at it in a different light. I just thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah. And so I think as you think about any new season, like how do you keep your eyes wide open Mm -hmm. and keep a deep awareness of all the things that are out there and allow yourself to go on one path and have grace that this path may not be the path you stay on and it's not the fact that you know you you know you you have you're quitting or whatever the yeah. case may be but you know that things are constantly changing but i think the biggest thing is that i think that we've done a good job of instilling to them to to try to drive for excellence in whatever they do yeah which will drive their success in whatever season they go into.
0: And to get on my soapbox for a second, because I just turned 45, I think what 45 years of knowledge and wisdom and experience has given me is the gift to know that everything is a season. Mm -hmm. The hardest moments of your life, those are a season. If you're trying to pursue a business and you're super passionate about it and it's hard and you're grinding, it's just a season. There will come a season where maybe you don't have that same passion. Maybe your priorities have shifted and now you want to focus on being a mom or starting a family or making more money. And so for me, if I could gift the listeners with any advice, um, it would be everything's a season and nothing is concrete. Mm -hmm. And so I think us talking about, you know, nearing the end of a season, I've completed the season of being an entrepreneur and owning a brick and mortar bakery and then now transitioned into a different career. And now that I've had this career which allowed me to be present for like Jordan's final years of high school. Now that I'm going to be an empty nester and I don't have to worry about really being a mom, I'm trying to figure out what my next season is going to look like. And I don't have all those answers, but I do know that all of the steps that I've taken have allowed me now to one, have options and two know that because the season is ending or changing, I have to explore options um and i can be excited about that I yeah i love stressed that about that
1: i love that because i think that what experience does is it allows you to develop formulas that you can use towards anything yeah. right and so you say i want to go after this or i want to go after uh, you know real estate or i want to go after any of these different avenues that may be out there but the recipe and how you approach it is the same yeah. right Build a deep awareness and a deep knowledge of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Start to just act and behave as as you need to. You know, build capability and confidence, right? Then you kind of believe start to believe in yourself from a standpoint of like, oh, I can definitely do Mm -hmm. this, right? And then all of a sudden you are that thing that you're trying to accomplish. But I think that those are the things that it's really hard as a parent to, to instill into yeah. your kids because you want them to understand like, hey, here's this formula, stick to the formula and go use this formula towards mm-hmm. anything you want to uh, accomplish. Uh, but I do think that overwhelmingly most young people have this self-doubt mm-hmm. that limits what they can do and they end up, for the most part, settling on things.
0: Well, because they have no evidence right, that it will work out in the end. So if you, ha- if you have no evidence that, you know, everything always works out for you in the end, then it's really difficult to have confidence.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, and it's hard because I, when you get any type of independence or you feel like you've made some accomplishments, like like I think we've all gone through, you sometimes you are less likely to take advice, right? Mm-hmm. You think that you need to figure it out, that it's your path. And that your path is so unique that no one understands yeah. or no one has the um, the context in order to give you the right advice. And so you go at it alone, alone and you end up learning things sometimes the hard way.
0: Yeah. So kind of like you may be saying, well, I'm not an empty nester, but um, I have a couple of life transitions that I want to kind of talk about when it comes to end of the season. There are seven of them specific. So I'll just tie a bow to the empty nester thing. Um, if you're listening to the push podcast, you're probably between the ages of like 30 to 45, somewhere around that age. So you're either like getting ready to start a family, which in some cases we have 40 year old friends who are just starting a family. Um, but we happen to be on the back end of that. We started having kids earlier. And so now we are becoming empty nesters. Right. But kids and parenting, I think is always either the beginning of a season, the end of a season in the middle of the thick of a season. And so, Um, I have, you know, just like one bit of advice. If your kids are, let's say, 10 and above, I will just say my advice to you is to realize that your job as a parent is to raise capable humans that will be independent contributors of the world. Right. So what I mean by that is like they have to know how to. Support themselves, how to keep themselves alive, how to cook for themselves, how to do basic things. And your job is to really do that between 10 and 18. Yeah. So that you can not, you know, so that way you raise them and they're not solely reliant on you at 17, 18 years old before you send them off to college and they don't know how to cook. They don't know how to do laundry. They don't know how to be independent. They can't make any decisions with you. And so I think we need to discuss more about the fact that your job as a parent is to raise kids that will eventually be independent humans that contribute to society.
1: And I'll just add one more thing. I think you have to make sure that they are mentally tough. Yes. Right. Because I think what we see and we may have had multiple conversations about this is that most parents are trying to protect their kids from, from everything, from everything mm-hmm. especially the mental anguish of defeat or failure, rejection or pressure, or stress, right? Or and heartbreak. So, or heartbreak, like all those things, they gotta go through. Yeah, they have c- to have right? some failures. And, and if we were designing, if you were to use a computer to design your kid, mm-hmm. right? And their mental, uh, emotional intelligence, you would want to input the fact that they can handle Mm -hmm. heartbreak, that they can handle failure, stress, Mm -hmm. pressure, right? Uh, And all the things that the world can throw at you. It it does them no good to try to protect them from it, right? right? And so I think when you think about these transitions for yourself or for your kids, like that's the thing you want to make sure they're ready for because in any transition, there is always going to be a certain level of stress because it's a change, Right. And it's not going to, in their expectations that it is going to be smooth, it's not realistic. No,
0: not. And then the other thing I'd say about parenting is, especially for women, I know this can be hard and I, I know it's a challenge. Like it's so hard just to keep kids alive and fed and on a schedule. Right. But somehow, some way, you have to make time for yourself. Yeah. You have to be a priority. So you have to be, you know, into hobbies or have, a career, something to pursue when your time as a stay-at-home mom or as a, as a parent comes to an end. Not that you ever stop being their parent, but I see so often, you know, the kids are going to go off to college and the mom's like, what am I going to do without them? And mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of responsibility to put on the kid. To guilt them in a way to stay home with you or to not go too far. And I think the world's a huge place and it's our job to let them fly. Right. And so I would just say, like, have something going on for yourself as, you know, the kids are getting older so that you don't find yourself completely lost and incapable of moving forward because your whole entire life has been I'm a mom first and now I don't even know how to function without having that responsibility day to day.
1: And I think that there are a couple there are a couple buckets that people fall in. Like for us starting young in our relationship, we may not have had enough time to develop things that we do together as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you end up. Like, you date, you do all through all this stuff, and you have kids, and b- before you know it, you're in the, like, thick, thick of, like, of it. right? Mm-hmm. And all your routines, all your hobbies, all those things center around whatever time you have after everyone else is taken care of, right? But I think that then there's folks that actually had, a, like, a life-life before their kids, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what they got to get back to, right? So we were talking to Vicky, and there were so many things that she had done. She had played... Uh, racquetball before Mm -hmm. she had played golf before early Mm -hmm. in her life then had kids and now like got back to a lot of that right Mm -hmm. and so for us like we're developing we're playing golf Mm -hmm. we're like doing all these things to say okay these are the things that we didn't do a lot of before kids but getting to do those things now together is going to be rewarding and and fresh and new and, and different But I do think that you either in one of those buckets where there may be things that you did really well that you love that you haven't done in a long time. And you got to go
0: back and revisit. You got
1: to go back and revisit. And maybe it feels different. Maybe it doesn't. You know, hit you the same way. But I do think that those are things that you can pick up. Maybe it's going back and playing tennis or racquetball or now. What is it called the pickleball pickleball fastest growing sport in America,
0: but think about your life outside of being a parent I think that's the big advice moving on to the second kind of end of season or beginning of a new season That could be a huge career change or transition. The reality is is around 30 or 40 You've probably been in the workplace for quite a while Um, if you're 40 years old, you probably have been in a job for a long period of time because that's what, that's how we were raised. Right. And I want you to know that in 2023, it's okay to transition into a new career. Period. Like you don't have to be at the same company. There's no loyalty. It doesn't make you a terrible person if you jump ship on a business that you started 10 years ago, or a career that you started 10 years ago, or the company you've been working for for 10 years. And it's really natural to want. And to crave something different because you've probably been, you know, stuck in a bit of a rut or right. consistency for at least the 10 years. And so I want you to know that most adults go through some sort of crisis between 30 and 40 where they start to question, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my career? Am I passionate about this? Do I hate this? Uh, and then you start to weigh things like sunk cost bias. You know, well, I put all this time and all these years into this business. I can't just walk away girl, yes, you can. I put all this time into this company. What will I do after? You'll get another job and yeah. you'll relearn something else and it will bring you a lot more joy. And so I think career changes. I mean, you're getting ready to kind of make a little career change um, in the sense that you're signing up for a new assignment.
1: Yeah. And I think that because it's interesting when you have kids and you position your life to in your career based on logistics proximity, right? proximity mm-hmm. right for schools and all those kinds of things and now the kids are doing their thing like there's an opportunity to say hey yeah. n- now you can take on different assignments that yeah. take you you further. can apply
0: for a position in new york right and we're out of here right
1: and so i think that those are things those are nerve-wracking decisions yeah. right because i think to your point you go get so used to your routine the thought of changing and breaking your routine to something totally different can freak people out.
0: Yeah. Right. And I, I guess I would take a poll. Like what is your, uh, what's your barometer for change? You know, like I love change. I Mm -hmm. love the excitement of change. I love the thought of Hey, we're going to get rid of everything in our house, you know, our four bedroom house and move to another state. If we hate it, we'll come back. We'll figure it out because that's the season that we're in is like, let's do something different and big. Right. But some people do not like change. And so the thought of, you know, why would I do something big like that? That sounds so scary. I would just ask you like to kind of assess like, why is it scary? Why yeah. is it exciting? Why do you think you need change? Why do you want to stay the same? Um, but you got to have some deep conversations with yourself.
1: Well, I think there's a couple things that comes to mind when you, when you said that, like the first thing is, is, I think when people don't want change, it's because the thing that they're doing, they're celebrated for, mm-hmm. right? So to lose that and to potentially put yourself in a situation where you've got to learn something, yeah. and so you're not celebrated. Or In be fact, a beginner again. Yeah, exactly. You're mm-hmm. a beginner again. In fact, people are trying to help you and they're trying to encourage you and maybe even giving you feedback because you're learning something you're not very good at. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the first thing that comes to, comes to mind. The second thing I think comes to mind is the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. So right. I have I have the comfort now. It's certain. I know that this is what it is. And even though I have a calling for something else, why risk it? Right. Right. And so I think that that is is huge. But I also think that there's a a third element comes down to this deep-seated, like, comfort that comes from, like, this is the routine. This is my daily thing mm-hmm. that I do. Right. And so I get up at this time. Mm-hmm. I, I eat coffee at the drink coffee at this time. Mm-hmm. I, I like all these things. I work out at these time, all these things that you finally got a rhythm of rhythm going and now you're going to break it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And breaking it, it seems hard. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's a good transition into number three, which is divorce or separation Yeah, because a lot of times you see people stay in relationships because it's comfortable. We don't want to disrupt the household if we've got kids like we kind of just got to suck it up. And I think on the push podcast, we want to invite you to not suck things up like <laughs> you have to go at things head on sometimes right. and, and it doesn't always feel good. Right. So having the conversations, um, if you're in a relationship that's not fulfilling, like mm. I I've talked about. Jane Fonda before, and she looks at life in, you know three different phases. The first trimester is zero through thirty. The second is thirty through sixty. Right before she got into her third trimester, she was married to Ted Turner, and she said, "Listen, I love you. you love me. But I think that I want my third trimester to be big and grand, and I love acting and I want to live full out, and I want to do all these things." And you don't want to. You want to be in a rocking chair on your, you know, ranch porch and just live kind of a quiet life. So let's go our separate ways. What do Mm -hmm. you think? Right. (laughs) And they wound up being great friends and deciding that it was best to separate so that they could both live full out Mm. in their happiness and their truth. And so if you've noticed, Jane Fonda has been in a lot of movies lately Mm. and she's doing that because she's trying to live her last and final trimester all out
1: yeah and I just
0: find that so remarkable to understand that like in relationships let's just face it a lot of relationships don't work out right and so if you find yourself in a season now that's ending it's divorce it's separation just know that like your blessings have their name on them Things are going to work out in your favor. And there's a whole life available to you, but you have to find a way to kind of like end that season sooner rather than later in order to start the newer season.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's so crazy because you know, Ted Turner is a really successful oh, entrepreneur, super right? Loaded. And so thinking about the fact that he wants to sit back and just, yeah. Chill,
0: and I mean he, he, he wants to hunt. He, and Yeah, fish he and... has
1: different interests, yeah. right? That's what it is, right? But I do think that there are situations that are very similar, similar to that in relationships where one person is waiting to die, mm-hmm. and the other person is trying to live. Yeah. And when I say that waiting to die is not like oh they're going to hospice or anything. What I'm saying is waiting to die is they've fallen into the trap of their routine, mm-hmm. and there's no aspiring. Yeah. There's zero as- aspirations mm-hmm. to 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 do. Things to to have adventures, to aspire, to increase their knowledge and career, or you know, and not everything is about money necessarily, yeah. but it is living full out. And I think that those are things where you got to people got to challenge. You got to challenge your spouse. You got to challenge them to say, yeah. "Hey, are you just waiting? Like is each day, just another day, and you're just waiting to die? Like yeah. that is a scary thing."
0: And if you are kind of coming to the end of a divorce or separation, a long term relationship, I think. Uh, It's important to talk about like, you know, what are some tools that you're going to be leveraging to kind of work through those emotions of this uncertain time in order to start a season and have some closure. So maybe that's therapy. Maybe that's now you start going to church. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's spending more time with your guy friends or your girlfriends, but start to kind of list out some tools that you will need to leverage or start to experiment with to see how you can move through some of those things. Uh, The next thing, number four, is health and lifestyle changes. As people like approach their kind of end of 30s or even early 30s and 40s, maybe you've had uh, kids if you're a woman and your body has changed and you feel like you're lacking confidence. Maybe now you're starting a season of like, I want to get back into working out. I want to adopt healthier habits. Like, Maybe you got diagnosed with something and now you've got to clean up your diet, right? So that could be the beginning or an end of a new season. Maybe it's a season of good health because it's necessary and mandatory. And if that's the case, um, I guess the advice I'd have for that is remember, it's just a season. Like if you're Mm -hmm. going through something tragic. um, But... A season of good health is always a great idea.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think that you, sometimes what ends up happening is people wait too long, right? Yeah. And so you put off getting in shape because you you are you have kids and it's just no there's no time yeah. or you feel like there's no time or you think that there's no yeah. time. Um, there there's time. You just you got to take the time. But let's just say that you're you're kind of you're trapped with that, like waiting too long makes it really hard to come back, mm-hmm. right? So when you, you get into your forties and maybe even your 50s, but I think if you're 40s, if you're you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight, like that's a tall task, yeah. right? And so I think embracing that season now more than anything is super important because I think that it will affect your ability to live a, a, a different, like to take on challenges. How you feel about yourself, and this is I think is a big one when we talk about changes and transitions. Your health, physical, Your physical health is so important to your mental health and your confidence to take on things, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you feel really good about yourself, you feel strong, you feel healthy, you feel vibrant, you're more likely to, to, to take on a risk. You're more likely to, you know, to take on a task or opportunity that, you know, may seem hard and difficult because you feel able right? And you feel capable. And so I think that taking care of your health is going to give you ability to say, Hey, I can move through this transition with, with confidence.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next one, number five is financial milestones. Maybe you're going through a really tough time financially. Um, we've done some episodes and shared some books on things that have helped us. Cause um, let me tell you in your thirties, that's where you're trying to like build and figure things out and Maybe fix credit or pay down loans or start a business. And so finances can be a huge season of either turmoil or massive growth, right? And so, um I don't know, money is is a big thing. Maybe you're in a season of paying off debt. Maybe you're in a season of now we can actually afford things so we're gonna buy a home or travel or you know do something uh, like start investing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have a friend, Shelly, who her and her long-term partner signed up to take like this 10-week class so they can learn all about investing. And that's real estate investing, investing in stocks. You know, I don't know if people still invest in crypto, but 10 weeks. And I thought, wow, that's really cool that they're doing that together. So I thought that might be something that we could do. And then the last one's like reevaluating priorities. So like the end of a season or the newness of a season, it prompts you to kind of reevaluate your values, your priorities, the things that you're um, what you're setting goals towards. Right. And so just discussing, we've been having lots of discussions lately about career changes and what do we want to do long term financially and where do we want to live and what things do we want to experience? We've also been having a lot of conversations about renegotiating our marriage contract we're like what does it look like now that there are no kids to entertain us to drive us crazy to have good content about like you know and so we're just kind of working through that stuff but I think that all of these um, touch on lots of topics that most of you are going through. The last one I just kind of will throw in, and that's like a season of newness or growth. That's number seven. Mm -hmm. And so that could be, again, because of divorce, because you've become an empty nester, because you just had kids, whatever the newness is, some sort of growth. Like, What are you pursuing? Uh, What are you doing to rediscover yourself? What are you doing to... Listen to some of the passions that you have inside of yourself. What are you doing to find joy and purpose uh, in this phase of your life? And I think that if you're in your 30s and 40s, I've seen, I've talked about this before, where women who are like out of shape, they don't really like the way their body looks. They don't want to be in pictures. Right. Right. And I feel like you're never going to be this young again. Right. So regardless of whether you're in shape, out of shape, whatever, tomorrow you could get diagnosed with a terminal illness. And then your family is going to wish that you were in these photos. And so take the picture, explore the hobby, you know, call about the pickleball, like (laughs) get the golf clubs, whatever it is. Uh, Read the book to get better at something. But always challenge yourself from a personal development standpoint of What am I doing to continue to just put one foot in front of the next and find some sort of joy in life, whether that's books, again, hobbies, relationships that you haven't had the time to nurture. We're in that season right now where now that we have no kids, we're like, let's get together for dinner with some friends we haven't seen in 10 years, you know? Um, So now we have the time for that. And so just like exploring the newness of the new season. So
1: and I think the last thing I'll say about the growth thing is it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that it's never too late to take a course. It's never too late to learn something new. It's never too late to pick up a book. I think, you know, I often hear so often, like, oh, I don't like to read. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like, no, that's going to be too much. Oh, like, and it's all this, like, your old self has all these hangups. Mm-hmm. And so your new self gets no opportunities. Right. And that's that's huge. Well, that's good because
0: like my old self in high school at 17, I didn't like school. My 45-year-old self is like, I want to go back to school because, you know, the reason I want to go back to school, I just want to flex and be Dr. Copeland. (laughs) Like at some point before I die, I want people to address me as Dr. Copeland. That's literally it. Hey, you can can
1: get it. And so
0: what I have learned is the time is going to pass regardless. I may as well go really slow, start taking some courses. But I think that's a big flex of mine. I just want some, I want people to be like, instead of Mrs. Copeland, nah, that's cool and everything. But I want you to address me as Dr. Copeland.
1: What are you going to get your doctorate?
0: I don't know. (laughs) It could be honorary. I don't really care. I just, I want to pursue something because the time is going to pass.
1: And I think that's the thing is pursue something. But I
0: hated school at at 17. I'm a different person. And so if I let her at 17, that Janelle, kind of robbed me of pursuing an education now that doesn't make sense right
1: no and it doesn't make sense and people get caught up in this old version of themselves that they for whatever reason feel like even though the world has changed even if their lives have changed and there's a transition they feel like they got to carry this old self into the new place no redefine yourself like take that class right Mm -hmm. that the time is going to pass either way And make good use of that time because at the end of the day, when, when the lights are being turned off and your day is done, you're going to look at all your accomplishments Mm -hmm. and you're going to say, the only thing that's going to hang over your head is the things that you didn't do. Regrets. It won't be the things that you did. Yep. Right. There'll be the things that you left on the hanger that you didn't bring out that you just said, Oh no, I don't like to do that. Oh, I like to do that. Like, no, I think it's, it's good to embrace those things. And I think that's when you say, I I live a life well lived.
0: Yeah. And can I just say like, it must be in my feed because I have seen so many 60, 70, 80 year old graduates like graduating college. I'm gonna tell you nobody else gets standing ovations. Only the old people get standing ovations. So I think we celebrate that more. It's more of an accomplishment when you do something out of the ordinary that's unexpected. We expect your ass to graduate from college at 23 like that. You didn't do nothing
1: special. You got this new mind.
0: (laughs) You better do it. You've got all the retention in the world. It's way more of a flex when you graduate, you know, from college at 75 years old. Yeah. Let's just be real. That's fantastic. I hope this episode served you. Uh, Let us know what season of transition you might be going through right now. Is it the thick of a season, the end of a season, the newness of a season? We want to know what you're going through. It'll help give us content so we can keep showing up in the next season of the push podcast and continue to serve you guys. So leave a review on iTunes. Leave a comment if you're watching this on social or YouTube. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about in the next 200 episodes.
1: There we
0: go. Push through you guys. We'll right. See you later.
1: Thank you for listening to the push podcast.